Thank you so much for joining us again on episode two of our Crowdfunder Stories podcast. If you're just tuning in, welcome, and we hope you enjoy it. Since the launch of Back Her Business, we're hearing about so many incredible female entrepreneurs about to or already running their own business. There's been Hayley from Twist, which is set to be Plymouth's first board game cafe. Becky from the anti-diet riot bus, fighting diet culture on the road. Borders Without Borders, who are on a mission to get 220 women of colour into adventure sports by 2020. There are so many that we could sit here and talk all day long, but we want to introduce you to our next guest. Dr. Ava Brown is a female entrepreneur and motivational speaker. She launched her crowdfunder project, Shakai Hair and Skincare, less than three months ago. Since then, she's already been backed by the Back Her Business programme and been fully funded by the crowd. Based in Northern Ireland, we set up a video call to find out her story. So I actually came to Northern Ireland and ended up in a meeting with Ulster uh, Bank. Um, Dawn was there from Crowdfunder. And um, they were talking about the Alison Rose report and looking to launch the Back Her Business project. Now, before I came here, I lived in London and I was, i just gone through a really nasty divorce. Um, as a matter of fact, um, my, I wrote a book called The Mango Girl and in it, my daughter's name is Jasmine. Mm-hmm. So, clue, clue, hint, hint. And um, I'd lost everything. I'd lost, well, I'd lost most of what I had. Divorce was really narcissistic and bad. And out of, I'm, a, I'm a speaker and a life coach, and I train all over the world. But at the moment, I did. At that moment, when I lost everything, I didn't want to heal with with anybody. I want to heal on my own. I wanted to heal inside out. And so I, I was making these body products for our personal use. And what would happen is, as you you probably bake a cake before, right? As you stand there, like baking a cake, it moves from the mucky flour and egg to this really creamy smooth. And that I found so therapeutic. It was as though I was washing away and churning away all of the bad stuff. So that's how I started for friends and family. But when I moved here, it was a real struggle to find ethnic minority products, um, you know, for our skin and our hair. So I started thinking, oh, my God, this is a great opportunity. I don't have that money to invest in the business. I think this is a great way for us to start. And out of that, I literally left there that night adamant that I was going to be doing crowdfunder and that's how it came about. And was it an easy process did you feel for crowdfunding? I I think crowdfunding I think it can be easy I think that if you I I was talking about this yesterday I did a talk at Ulster Bank and people are asking me to run courses on it and I'm thinking hello people um I, I I can't do this for free every day but um I think it, it can be easy if you know what you're doing, right? Um, if you have all your ducks in a row, if you plan. The support from crowdfunder has been amazing, um, as well as from Ulster Bank. It's really if you know what you're doing, if you're organized and you prepare and you plan. So I remember when I was talking to crowdfunder, one of the coaching that they gave to me was make sure you have everything together. And I think it goes for any project you do. It's it's some of it is common sense. When people start crowdfunding, if you start treating like a business in one sense, about the organization, about you know structuring your business and having everything prepared, it will be successful, I think. Um, so I was really very prepared, and I think preparedness is a big part of it. So I thought it was easy enough. It wasn't like a walk in the park, you know, like, but it was easy enough when because I was organized. 
Um, it sounds like it takes an enormous amount of strength as well, not only just to run a crowdfunded project, but to come from where you were to where you, where you are now. How do you find that strength and what advice could you give to another person about um, finding your strength? So the truth of the matter is, I don't think that you're right. A part of the reason that my crowdfunder was very successful is because of who I am and my own journey. So. I have a journey of being, being, you know, my journey is one of incest and sexual abuse and homelessness and domestic violence. And my story is one of resilience. So because I'm a resilient person, naturally, that kind of resilience went over. But needless to say that I sold mangoes on the train when I was a little girl. So I mentioned my book, The Mango Girl, a while ago. And I have developed those kind of sales skills. So, I mean, because it's kind of a sell, isn't it? So I had some tools in a way that were transferable and um, I was able to bring them over. But you know what? I think that even if you're not resilient and you're organized and you're consistent um, to keep asking, the power of the ask is a big piece. And I would say that it's understanding that you ask your friends and family first because they love you and they're going to start. And if you get that boost and then... If you have a marketing plan for the four weeks that you're going to be doing, if you're going to be present on social media, I think that it's, it's a combination of resilience, but also consistency, because that's going to make a huge difference in how your, fun, on how your project goes. And you've talked before about changing your mindset as well. And that, to me, seems like such a, a big thing that you have to do. Is there something that maybe you could start with on a smaller scale that seems quite achievable to someone to then in the end become that person who could change their whole mindset i think you mean as it relates to crowdfunding or in general in general i think i'm gonna do it in general and related to crowdfunding if that makes sense i mindset is a big piece for me i speak i was in city hall in northern ireland this week speaking about mindset i'm talking to you today because i changed my mindset i was born into extreme poverty. My mother was 16 years old and we were I was homeless. And I failed English and math in high school. But my mindset told me that I could be more. I, I, and mine, I, I wanted to be more. So I'd say to somebody, is, if there is, I'm looking at something on my wall as I'm talking to you. And it says, have the courage to pursue your dreams. So my house is dotted with all these um, affirmations. But I really believe that if you want something badly enough, Stop focusing on what you don't want about it. So let me give you an example. When I wanted to, like right now, Shakai, which is my project from Crowdfunder, I want to get an investor. And so I told myself I want to get an investor. Next week, too, and I kept focusing on it. I believe in the laws of attraction and visualization and affirmation because those things work. So I went somewhere yesterday, and I have a meeting next week to talk about investment. Of course, it's the early stages. But I, I, I'm saying this to say that if you focus on what you want, and, and just that alone, not on what you don't want. You're going to find that you're going to be 10 times more able to achieve your goals and your dreams. So that as it relates in general, as it relates to crowdfunder, don't think about, oh my God, the big, I need to find 3,000 pounds. Think of finding the first three pounds. And then every journey starts with the first step. And the more you focus, wherever you're focus energy goes your focus grows so wherever your focus goes your energy grows something like that tony robbins but the reality is that 
if you start focusing, okay, let me get my first ten for my nan, my auntie, my cousin, all the people who love me. Before you know it, if you keep focusing on the small wins, the macro wins will come later. So I want to say to anybody who's thinking of crowdfunding, which I think is a great opportunity with back to our business as well, is that it's a great way to get visibility. And even if you don't meet your target, think about all the people who landed on your page and knew about your idea. That's free PR you could never get from anywhere else. So I think it's amazing. Can you remember who your first pledge was from? Yes. My first pledge was from my friend Sonia. I called her and I'm like, Sonia, girl, you love me, right? <laughs> and I'm like, girl, we, in Jamaica, we have something called break your ducks. And I'm like, Sonia, you have to break my ducks, which means you're going to be the first person. Yeah, it was Sonia. I remember it was like yesterday. like. And so when I saw that first pledge, I think it was 20 pounds or something like that. I can't remember. When, it was, when I saw the first pledge, it gave me the impetus and the momentum to keep asking other people. So it was easy. So I asked my friends and family first. And the support network you had from starting quite small to friends and family and then building to maybe the wider community of Northern Ireland, how how was that? I made a mind map. I made like this brainstorm, put the project in the middle, did my hot people, my cold people, my warm people. You know, I pulled on the prayer. I pulled on, I had had about 32 different segments of people. Um, My social media is quite big. And so I really looked at who we came on social media, not everybody loves you, they're just there as followers. And I thought, who's going to love me? Who likes me enough? And that way I was able to pull that out. So I think that was organization, it's really important. And was it a, a big amount of research you did as well into what was needed in the, the area as well? In the area of what? Of, in, of in Northern Ireland, yeah. So. You mean for, for, for the product? Yes, for your product. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually went and sat down with the CEO for Ascone, which is African and Caribbean something. I remember of Northern Ireland. African and Caribbean Association of Northern Ireland, I think it's called Ascone, Joe Ricketts. So I went into his office, literally, and had a meeting. Because I knew, I've only been here, for, at that time, I'd only been here like three months, like literally. So um, I've only been here five months. So I went to see, I went to his office, had a meeting, and sat down with him and really got the stats, you know, to understand it. And when I got the stats, I realized that, okay, um, I have a think tank um, and they're spread all over the world. And I threw this up to them and they're like, girl, you are boxing yourself into a wall. So please don't just go and do um, um, ethnic minority. And interestingly enough, even Dawn's daughter has loved the butter, took it away. She can't find it. And even the people who've gotten the butters who pledged and got it, um, are saying, they're all Caucasians, and saying, we love it, it's amazing. So I, I realized that very quickly and changed from that to serving a wider population. Okay, that sounds really interesting. I like that it's, you know, that the end product of what you were achieving, it was determination to get there, but then you, you were flexible to change those, oh. those goalposts as well at the end. So right. what, what were some of the best moments of your crowdfunder campaign and what were some of the worst? Oh my God. So like when I hit like, oh my God, it was so exciting. Like when I, hit, okay, this is crazy. But when I hit the first hundred pounds, I was excited. Like, because it was, it was affirmative that you can go. And so I remember just always looking at the milestones and going back to the chart and knowing who to call and actually sitting in stillness. Cause I'm like a very big burst of energy all the time. So it was sitting in stillness and really thinking, who have I left off? <laughs> and it is in those moments that I actually were able 
to call on some people. And then I remember one of the biggest reasons was calling a friend who I know had some great holiday deals and calling in a favor. I was like, I really, really need a favor. I need you to give me two rooms. You know, and, and to see that there was humanity left in the world when he said, sure, I'll gift you these rooms, that was a big deal for me because that helped to push my campaign to a particular place where I could say X, Y, and W. So for me, that was those were great moments. When I hit, when I got close to hitting, and I remember, I think we were like, I can't remember, I think we were like, needing like, I don't know, like 20 pounds or 100, 165 pounds or something. I was on the phone calling everybody. I was like, guys, I am so close. <laughs> if you know me, I'm melodramatic. Like, <laughs> so close. Come on. You're going to have to help me. So I started championing my black people. Like, come on, guys. I'm a black girl. You're going to have to help me. So it's more about championing your community. So I use black reference, but it's your community. It could be your friends, your family, work colleagues. And I went back to them and really started um, championing them and telling them how much they love me and um, yeah and I think the greatest moment was when we hit the finish line and then Ulster back back to us that was like because you, you know you're not sure if they're back it's, it's just some people right they choose specific products so that was really amazing for us and then I think when I got like feedback from Dawn about how her daughter liked the butter and stuff that was really priceless that was something that was birthed out of pain became purpose you know, that was that was incredible for me. And the fact that um, 5% of that now is going towards um, the Mango Girls CIC website, which is help to, helping to build the website for disaffected women like who I was. Um, I think that's just powerful right there. That's fantastic that something you started to do therapeutically has turned into this. It's, it's just, yeah. it's brilliant. Um, so it's been about a month since your crowdfunder campaign finished. Is it a month? Probably I, I think, think yeah, 29th of May I looked on your page and it said oh, that's when it finished. So you're almost a month on since finishing. Oh my God. What's, it's what's the future for you and your product? Where where do you see yourself next? Well, first of all, you have to start following us on, on Instagram because there's been some great... We had an amazing review last week. I'm actually going to send it to you guys. It was phenomenal. I just could not believe the review. Um, the reviews have been really, really, really outstanding. And I think that was... Um, for us, that's just empowering us to keep going because when you can make something and somebody can say to you, oh my God, I really love this product. Oh my God, it's so amazing. You know, how it feels on my skin and my lips and whatever. When you kind of get those kind of, it just pushes you to want to go further. So for me right now, I'm looking at an investor. We're presently actually looking to, this is very early days, but we're, my, my vision for the project is that we are able to, um, to have, um, use a natural, this is the bigger thinking to harness the natural botanicals in Northern Ireland and use those to make a product for a particular thing around women. I can't say that right now, obviously, because we're testing. And we're looking to go and test that in the lab and then develop that. The bigger project, and you're going to, this is the bigger piece for me that I really like. Um, and I just had a meeting a while ago at the council. The CIC and the project will work really closely together. So I live in a, a deprived area of, of, of Northern Ireland called Antrim. When I say deprived, let me correct that. Yeah, probably a deprived, a rural area. And there's not enough regeneration. So my thought process is through the CIC, and this is a bigger term, unless there's an investor who wants to come aboard early, and I'm going to pull you into my space, visualize you. <laughs> the bigger picture is that I train the woman in the... Um, I train the woman in the CIC, and they then, in turn, 
will be equipped to then come and work in a factory that I want to build because I want to do all our processes here. So at the moment, I have to source a lot of my things from mainland. My bigger vision is that we can build a factory here or lease a factory here. We manufacture everything here, we expand the range and we employ the women from the community. That's my bigger picture. That sounds fantastic. It's yeah, fantastic opportunity for people in the community as well. That's my that's my bigger picture. So hopefully that but I mean I think that will happen with time. Well, it, it all sounds really brilliant and your dedication and your passion is just infectious and really nice to listen to your story and and everything. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us um, and best of luck with your launch tomorrow as well. I really hope it goes well for you. And please follow us on social media. So it's Shakai, I have to say this, I'm sorry. No, it's A-K-A-I-C-A-K-A-I-C. Um, and it's Shakai, and um, we are our products are available for sale as of tomorrow, and and we're having our launch, and we will send you some pictures. But um, and you should follow us and, and check our products out yourselves. Inspired, confused, need more? If you have a great idea that you want to bring to life, visit crowdfunder.co.uk forward slash podcast to get started and find in-depth guides on how to crowdfund. There, you'll also find links to projects or articles mentioned in today's episode. The Crowdfunder Stories podcast is produced and presented by crowdfunder.co.uk. Join us next time for more incredible stories and don't forget to subscribe, share and follow us.